to the three-way podcast. One thing I was really happy about today was the traffic was very good. That's oh, oh yeah, it's we close, didn't hit any traffic. Um, I I live far away, so I like I drive from like Simi Valley to L.A. Yeah, we on like a daily basis. Yeah, that's why that's why we do like when we do our the podcast, mm. we do it like here because it's like middle ground for anybody who lives in L.A. or anything like mm-hmm. to, to drive to Simi Valley. We would probably have no guests. <laughs> So like but, you, like you said, it was uh, season two, episode two. Uh, welcome to the three podcast. Yes. Um, we are doing a pre-recording. However, I just want to say thank you to our fifty million uh, listeners out there. <laughs> Feel free to comment. One day, maybe. We are on all major platforms. Yes. Uh, that's Google Play, iTunes, Anchor, anywhere. Just look us up. It's the number three way podcast. There is no duh because there is another podcaster that has the three way podcast. Yeah, no, no. It is not that. Completely different. So we have a very special guest today as a a really close friend to the show. Uh, I want to welcome Ryan T. Well, let me say Ryan the Incredible Husk. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan T. Husk is fine. What's up, guys? How you doing, Ryan? It's a pleasure having you. Um, You've... Since I know you, well, let's start by, you've been an actor, of course. Uh, where is your background? Uh, my background is actually in music. Uh, I moved yeah. to L.A. as a musician. And then um, while I was taking music classes at LABC, uh, someone kind of just dragged me into a theater class to, quote, watch while I was waiting for my next music business class. And uh, the teacher, I won't name her, but... She was very aggressive, and she said, you have to participate. And she, like, forced me to participate, and so I did, and then it was fun. And so I came back the next day and ended up adding the class, and that's that. It's, oh. been, a, it's been a long time since I know you. Oh, of course, from Valley. But uh, you're initially from San Jose? Yeah, San Jose, California, Silicon Valley. Wow. That's a, that's a pretty big change, isn't it? Like, just the area, or? Yeah, um... I mean, there's so much going on there, but, you know, as a musician, I was like, well, I should go to L.A. or something like that, or maybe San Francisco. But, you know, that was all like the big dot com boom. And, you know, there's Facebook and Google and Adobe and, you know, Apple and just pretty much everything is there. And since I wasn't really a computer guy, you know, it doesn't really do anything for me. (laughs) Cool place, though. Really like it. Musically, what do you uh, what did you do? You do you play like any instruments or do you sing? Yeah, I mostly play guitar and sang in bands. I also did some drums and bass in the past. You guys may be happy to know that my biggest influence was System of a Down. Nice. That's that's a that's a good one. We love them too. The messed up part is I don't think we've ever been to a concert, even though we should yeah, go. We, we love them yeah. because they're Armenian. <laughs> you know, we've never been to a concert. That's not what I said, but that's what I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, all four of them are. Yeah, yeah, they are. I actually I have a funny story. So the the business I do, like we sell like electric equipment. Um, was this Shavo? The one with the long goatee. Yeah, the Shavo, Shavo. the bass player. I, he came into the Glendale store I was working at nice. one time, and then I'm like, I'm he's at, my favorite. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm like, what are you doing here? Like, you know, this is like electric supply. Like, you don't, you don't mm. match. And then he talks about he's there. He's like, he's, he was, there's a uh, burrito restaurant right next to it, El Saz. It's a really good place. Mm. Uh, he was waiting for, I guess, for his food. He's like, oh, let me stop by see what there is. So he's like, oh, dude, those stuff. Look, he just bought random tools to, that he might use around the house. So and like, where, what city's this in? Glendale. Okay, sure. Yeah, it's on. Uh, uh, San Fernando and Chevy Chase, mm-hmm. but yeah, so he cool. just bought like random tools for like because uh, he, he had some CCTV installed, but he's like, oh, maybe I could add something or change something. So he bought like I'm like, wow, dude, he just bought random That's stuff. So but cool. but he was cool. Like we talked a little bit, but yeah, that was my only experience I think with any of the System of Down members so far. But yeah, that I've was... only met uh, the drummer John. Oh yeah, yeah, a few times, quite a few times. Um, cause number one, he's like a big comic book guy. So he has his own comic, uh, company called Torpedo. Oh, cool. So at like local conventions, you know, in LA, you'll see he's got a big comic store, you know, set up there for Torpedo and that's his, his company. And I, he also came into, uh, my restaurant a few times when I was working there. Uh, really cool dude. Really liked him a lot. It was right when um, they were doing their Scars on Broadway, if you remember. They did like a little side project, him and uh, Darren. And so only the first song came out so far, though. The album hadn't dropped. And and I was just like, dude, what's up with the new new stuff, man? I love it. It sounds so cool. You know, is the rest of it going to be like that? 
He's like, man, he, he started telling me about how hard it was to like learn all of the, the drums, uh, you know, the his drum parts like so fast to record it and all that. He's like, he was saying that like in the car, he just plays his own music so he can hear it. So he can like memorize the songs and wow, play them right, whatever. But, I mean, I think that dude is the best of the best of the drummers that are out there. He's just, he's just Unfrickin' believable, unfucking believable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I <laughs> no mean, those musicians yet. are just their compositions are just oh, the yeah, top of the top. To I think in order to compete. Mm. I, I remember uh, in one of my classes years back, of course, at Valley. Uh, you speak French, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you have any background? Are you from Canada or is it? Uh, my mom's French. Oh, from France. So. Um, you fluently so, speak yeah, French? Yeah, so I was raised, it's technically my first language, but, you know, I was kind of raised just speaking both English and French, and now my French is a little a little ugly because right. I don't, I hardly ever speak it, you know, except for when I'm around my parents. But when you speak it, uh, is it with a, like a slight accent now, or? Yeah, when I go to France, some people guess I'm Canadian for like the first couple of days, but then after a couple of days, it like warms back up and okay. then theoretically they can't tell that i'm american <laughs> how, how do uh, people from france look at canadians like of course uh, they snootily yeah oh yeah no, i'm just kidding <laughs> i mean when i don't know for me uh, it's kind of like you know if if you say oh i'm french they go oh oh so you're canadian or whatever it's the same as if somebody says well my, the other side of my family is spanish oh. like from actually from spain but if i say spanish they go oh what like mexican or Salvador, I'm like, no, like Spain, Spanish, you know. It's a different place. Yeah, so I don't know if that's a thing for them when when they actually come over to America. Some people think that they're Canadian, but I bet they don't like it. <laughs> I don't think it bothers them, but they're like, no, yeah. You're French. not the authentic French. Yeah. So, Ryan, you're working on, a, I think, multiple projects right now, right? Yeah. What's going on? Uh, well, right now... Um, by chance, I kind of fell into working in the locations department for a, a show that's coming out in a few months on ABC. Um, and I obviously can't say too yeah. much about yeah, it, but don't. we're booking like, I don't even know, like 30 or 50 locations per week. It's just that's un that's unbelievable. So it's kind of like a trial by fire. And it's just, but it's been a lot of fun because I get to kind of do like virtual traveling because we're there, we're filming around the country. So I'm not actually like location scouting. I'm not actually like going to any locations. Yeah. I'm just on like Google Earth. Oh, you know, just looking at it. <laughs> and like saying, okay, we're going to Detroit. And then I need to find, say, you know, uh, a giant theater or, you know, music hall or opera hall in Detroit. Or I need to find a recording studio in Miami. Or I need to find, you know, a um, high school gym in Fort Bragg, you know, like just weird stuff yeah. like that. But it's actually fun because nowadays we have the technology to do that to where you just go on Google, Google Maps or Google Earth, and you just start kind of looking in the vicinity for anything, doing little searches. And then you click on the pictures and you try to find images. And then you start making phone calls, a lot of cold calls. And it's a lot of research. Yeah. But it's fun because you just kind of like, Find these cool little places. And But like, do you Man. do it like out of an office or do you do it from yeah, home? That would be out of an office. office. Uh, we're up in Hollywood. I mean, the last couple days and next week I'll be working remotely. So not in the office because the office is closed. Yeah. Uh, so I'll be working from home or wherever I happen to be. That's amazing. So hmm. technically you could take a break or be on vacation and just do whatever you have to do. There so. is yeah. no break. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what's cool, uh, again, about technology nowadays is you can pretty much do the same job anywhere. Like I can just be driving and if some, you know, and then if, if someone else is driving, I'm just in the car using my phone as a, as a hotspot and I'm working, you know, I'm just working and, and there's, yeah, you don't, you don't <laughs> stop. But, but for that show, besides doing the location, can you like actually audition or be a part of it or no, because it's reality. Oh, I see. so they already have everything, uh, All, all the the contestants, the the talents already already booked, and I kind of joined late. I think they're about a week into filming when they realized they really needed a lot of uh, help in the, in the locations department, and I'd never done it before. But that's that's awesome. I, I actually uh, I have delivered a location contract, which was very awkward because the moment <laughs> you hand it to them, they make you sign it, and you have to physically be there. That, that was part of the deal. And I went to L.A. Uh, was a L.A. film uh, place in Hollywood where you get the contracts or permits. Hmm. And I delivered the film it. commission. 
Yeah, I think that's what it was. Mm. I delivered a contract and uh, I had to do this. Was this for stuff. the commercial thing? No, it was for the feature film. Oh. On. But it was pretty awkward for me. Yeah. Um, so how did you go from transitioning from music to acting? Well, it was initially just from that, that the story I mentioned, you know, about the, the, the lady yeah. dragging me into the theater class. And then from there, I kind of just, you know, I ended up adding the class because the, the aforementioned uh, professor kind of forced me to. She kind of, she was very aggressive. And uh, so I added that, you know, went through the whole semester and it was fun. And, you know, I didn't feel like I was bad at it at all. And so then I just continued to take more theater classes and progressing that way. So that's kind of how it started. And plus, you know, being in L.A., you know, you're not in theater very long without people saying, hey, you know, you want to be in my short film or do you want to come, you know, work on this thing or be in this theater production, yeah. you know, was, you know, we started doing little plays, little theater at LABC and it just kind of grew from there. Would you say the transition is hard from being a theater actor and going on to like... Uh, For like TV, TV or film? Um, no, I think it's... It's definitely harder, I think, to go from film to theater because um, film is much more uh, subtle because mm -hmm. the camera can really pick everything up. It can zoom in and just pick pick up an eye twitch or it, it can pick up a thought without you actually like physically doing it. People can just see you're making that thought. Whereas in theater, you're forced to be really big. People don't see any of that. So... Theater teaches you how to express yourself and how to be big and how to like show emotion and display story, you know, with with your physicality. And then when you go from there to film, the biggest challenge is them saying, OK, Bring tone it, <laughs> it way, 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 way down. It's like getting, a, you know, working out and getting to where you can lift 300 pounds. And then they say, OK, now you only need to lift 50. Now, conversely. If you only learned how to lift 50 pounds and they say, okay, now lift 300, you can't do it. Very hard. Mm -hmm. So I think the transition for, I think everyone should start in theater because it just kind of teaches you how to, you know, Be work that of, muscle. Yeah. 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 Cause like, I, I remember we took a beginning theater class here with Kathy Piles. Yeah. Huh, I loved her. She was I, I don't incredible. Know her. No, Although, I just, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I like, know her very well. She was She's incredible. Awesome. She's great. And like one thing I, I don't have a problem with is him too. Like, Projection, we're we're good at it. Mm, yeah, that's we, very important because you're not you don't have to right. boom but, off. But the thing is, look, projection is one thing, but like being big is another thing. Like that's the, I think for me, even like acting wise, like I've done a whole bunch of classes, but like sometimes just going big is the harder part for me because I'm like a mellow type of person, so yeah. it's, it's hard to push it, like you say, to physically show. Well, because we're kind of taught the opposite in society, like don't react too hard, you know. Be methodical. Think about your things. Don't just, you know, if somebody cuts in front of you at line, don't just like throw everything in your <laughs> in your shopping cart onto the ground and like take a dump on them. Like, <laughs> you know, you kind of you use subtlety. You go, hey man, I was here, you know, whatever, yeah. like that. But then in theater, they're like, no, they you gotta show your emotion. You, you have to unlearn all that stuff and yeah, and go big. So that yeah, was that was a bit of a challenge. <laughs> so. Uh, when I know you're a SAG after, like what, uh, what, uh, what type of projects did you did you do? Like, uh, like I, my my way, I was like just through the background work mm. that I got the vouchers. But uh, how did you get there? Did you do like a short project? Yeah, that's how I started. Was with background too. Um, I think Star Trek was my first uh, SAG voucher. And then I got a couple more. I don't really remember because I'm a huge Star Trek dork. So, yeah. so it's like all I cared about was Star, Star Trek, Trek, you know, yeah. and the others, I'm like, I don't really care what they were. I was just doing it for the voucher. Yeah. And so I don't remember where I got the other vouchers, but then coincidentally, after I got those three vouchers, I also ended up working on a SAG series, which would have Taft Heart lead me anyway, oh, you know, so it was all kind of like, it all kind of happened at the same time, you know, so. So, uh, Ryan, you have acted on Days of Our Lives, right? Yeah. Are, are you a regular on that uh, show? No, I do things, you know, sometimes I, I came in like as a background actor okay. for that as well. Uh, really good gig, really steady. Uh, they treat you well, you know, and then I start getting under fives here and there, which for those of you that don't know, that just means like you get a few lines as long as it's under five, because once you're like five and above, it's like a different pay scale. So 
if you're just like a detective that comes and asks a couple questions or a police officer or a fireman. Yeah, I think I get mostly those kind of, you know, <laughs> fireman, agent, detective. I got an SEC agent. I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> um, but yeah, things like that or paramedic, you know, and then you say a few things. It's pretty much between a background actor and, you know, someone with like a ton of lines. Yeah. You, know, you just get like a few here and there. So whenever you see somebody on TV, regular television, they call them co-stars. Yeah. Um, in soap operas, they call them under fives. Or so like a, well, technically they, day player would be like a guest star, would it? Yeah, I or? think it, I think the day players is the higher guys up. Uh, the guys above that I the, wish I was. Yeah. So have you ever tried to slip a couple more both. words? <laughs> um, <laughs> I've had times where I did have definitely more than five lines, but they were improvised. Uh, and so it was just kind of like, you know, where the producer just said, look, just improvise, say what you got to say, blah, 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 blah. Well, that's we'll even cool, it. though, isn't it, when you get to do that? I feel like that would be so fun. Oh, it's great. I've had nothing but good experiences on soap operas. They've always been great to me. I've had quite a few roles. And for me, it's kind of like a, an either or thing. I either want the really big role or I want to keep doing a bunch of little roles because it's like a steady paycheck. Whereas yeah. if you just get two days... It's great if you get like two days as like some kind of day player or something like that. That's yeah. cool. It's great. And it's probably the best thing for your career, definitely. But then that's it. You can't go back for a while. That's it. You're the mailman and you're the mailman forever. You can't yeah. come back. You know, they might bring you back as that same character. But in what I do, like I can be like so many different characters. Yeah. And then people are like, wait a minute, weren't you the fireman <laughs> that was wrestling with that guy just a few weeks ago? <laughs> You're a chameleon. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> it's a little more steady that way. That's crazy though. But um, my other question for you, Ryan, I, I mean, if it's okay, but sure. uh, a lot of the gigs you get, do you, do you like submit yourself or do you have rep like that submit you? You know, um, I've actually, every role I've gotten so far is from me. That's crazy. I mean, I know that's not the way that we're supposed to do it, yeah. Uh, but that's the way that seems to have worked out for me. I tried getting a, an agent and a manager a few years back, and you know, I know this sounds terrible, and this is not what teachers or professors or professionals want you to think, but it was just a big waste of my time because I would memorize all these lines, I would spend hours in traffic, hours looking for parking then waiting for the audition and only being in the auditioning room for 20 seconds yeah. for a role that turns out doesn't even fit me. And I'm like, wow, I just wasted five hours of my life when I could be doing any number of things. Now, I realize that that's part of the job. I realize that's part of the career. Um, and I realize that I'll never be the next, you know, Tom Cruise if I say, you know, fuck agents and fuck managers oh, of course. because they're the ones that are going to get you in there. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I'm very business oriented and I feel like if 99.9% .9 of the time I'm wasting my time, where are you going to get only yeah. for that one, you know, 10th of a percent to maybe hit it big. I just don't like those chances. No, I honey, felt like that's how I feel right now. Cause uh, let me give you a good example. And I don't want to repeat this cause we might've repeat that in a previous episode, mm -hmm. but I have an agent now and not to bash them or anything, but, uh, <laughs> but you're going to, going to this. No, go ahead. No. Um, basically, uh, I prob without an agent, I've uh, been to maybe six total auditions. I had multiple callbacks. I booked a commercial. That's without an agent. Out right. of six auditions, I had one or two callbacks. You did like booked, half of them, man. And I booked a Facebook commercial. Awesome. So with an agent, I've been on really uh, serious auditions. But you had legit auditions. And they sent so. me on legit auditions. So they did their duty. But like you said, I feel like you tend to go on more roles that you might not even fit for, and mm -hmm. it does take time away from you. Totally. And that's the only thing I want to say. I'm like bashing agents and managers are great, but I don't know if it's the right thing for everyone. I mean, it, yeah, sorry, go ahead, I was Ryan. just going to say it's kind of just like playing, you know, the the California lottery, and, and you're, you know, you're sitting there buying tickets every day to, to hopefully win the, the $1 billion Mega Millions or yeah. something. And I'm just like, dude, the chances of winning are so low that it's not worth the time and effort and money that I'm spending into this. Um, or even getting a ticket in the process, which I've got. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same here. $93. Well, 90, mine was 93 too. Yeah. Oh, I got a lot of parking tickets yeah. too. <laughs> it's just, 
It's tough, man. It yeah. is. And I, I, I agree with what you say because sometimes if you, you might be working, you, you take time off to go to the audition. And then and majority of times, well, not with my recent ma- manager I'm with, but with previous agents I've had. And I honestly, like, I, I don't want to name names, but, like, I feel like it was a big waste of my time. Mm-hmm. A lot of the auditions I did were, were I want to say, fit for me. Like, I could see maybe myself doing it. But, I mean, yeah, it's tough. It, it is. And out of the whole bunch I've done... I've, I've, I mean, I haven't. It's hard. It's it's hard. Mm. I don't want to. I guess when is uh like what is enough for you to like if you're an uh, actor in LA and there's thousands of them or whatever millions yeah. yeah millions the competition millions. is really it's I think it's tough, four million I think was oh, the wow. number I heard yeah that's crazy that's because the thing is and it's getting more and more every day because yeah. you see people moving in from other states always and that's why the traffic has gotten worse rent is so expensive. It's all for that well, reason. Traffic yeah. has always been a thing in LA. I not think. as bad as now, no. man. You know what bothers me? It's not traffic. Traffic is expected in big cities. It's the people. There's no respect on the road. This, oh my god, <laughs> that's it's, true. It's a disaster. Like no one. There's no respect on the Everybody's road. Everybody drives slow, or they don't yeah. keep up with the speed. It's or... not even about driving fast. Just drive the speed limit. As long as it's flowing, we're fine. Mm-hmm. It's always this one person that thinks they're better than anyone else, and they're speeding like 80 miles per hour. Highland blow. Yeah, and, and they slow down off. traffic for everybody else. Yeah, just for that one person. It's, yeah, it's that whole effect. And it's worse but when it's raining. Ultimately, do oh, you want to be an actor? Where is like a, a level where you'll be happy as a working actor in LA? What be that level for you? Um. Hmm. Well, I'd love to live comfortably. I think that the key for me is financial stability. So I think. To me, that's more important than, say, like, you know, recognizability. Um, if I, I had a, if I had the choice between, you know, financial stability for the rest of my life or having fame for the rest of my life, oh, man, I'd take the first one and then ju- just do whatever, whatever I want. Because you'll it, be you know? fr- I feel like you'll have the freedom to do first, pick and choose and, be, like, do whatever you like. And then secondly, you don't have to worry about, like, a day job you know just wasting your time like mm. you could enjoy yourself you could take a break if you want like you feel like going out to the beach today for example you mm. could go to the beach like you know that's ultimately i, I would that's exactly the same way i feel like i don't care about the the fame part i don't want to be known i mean if you're known it kind of helps maybe get some other jobs yes mm. but like if you could get a gig where you could work regular gigs where it, it pays your bills and you enjoy what you're doing. That's I feel like is the like ultimate dream job where you don't feel like it's a job, but you're having the income to it's, pay your bills and totally. It's security too. Hundred percent. But Ryan, uh, one thing like because I've I've tried this before, and I I know a couple of casting directors that that I could do this with. But like, how do you uh, like submit yourself? Like, how would you like, or do they know you from pre- previous projects? Yeah, you know. Um, most of my jobs now come from either word of mouth or from previous projects. I'm a, I'm a firm believer that, you know, if, if you do things the right way, each job you, you do gets you three more or at least three more offers, you yeah. know? And generally that's how it's always worked out for me is whatever I'm doing on set, whether I'm a PA or whether I'm a producer or whether I'm an actor, uh, whatever I'm doing on set, if you just, you know, work your hardest, you communicate well, you stay organized, you know, you respect people, mm-hmm. then you're going to get three more calls in the future to do to to work again, you know, and that's that's just how it works. I mean, for me, when I'm hiring people as a producer, it's the same thing. The people that I that I worked with on set that I liked, I'm like, cool, let's bring them back. And then the people that I don't like, you, you know, that's that's the cool thing about production is somebody that you don't like if they're really bad. You don't even really have to fire them because the production's gonna be over in three days anyway. That's you true. just never work don't, with them again. <laughs> just yeah. don't hire them. You say, "Oh, great, great job, thanks very much for everything." So long, and then that's it. You wash your hands. Yeah, of this it. guy makes the worst coffee. This PA, I'm never using it. <laughs> yeah. Well, technically, they won't. They don't. Really but you're right. Yeah, that's how it yeah. is. Well, no, PA does everything. You can make coffee or whatever. Well, you, run errands. You actually, you've done it. You would not. I have no idea. What is that? I like? tried that. I've I, done PA too. I've tried PA once. And I almost snapped because you remember we were, you were there too. Oh, it was yeah. a, I'm gonna say it, it was it a Toyota was, commercial, uh, and this production company. It was a big too. production. I don't remember the commercials are tight. Yeah, but no, no, no. For, that's okay. We did our part. We the director 
I like I swear like if I if I didn't have a little bit more self control I was gonna yeah. knock this bro like you should he was talking down to us like oh, like uh, and then like that, you should have seen like the way I'm like like bro, like I understand this is a job but like and you're a director I don't even know how known you are but you should I, explain it to the the scenario was uh, there was other PAs closer to uh, the like the area where we were, they were filming that could have done the task. But he was yelling at us. We're no, like, not even. He, okay, we we were farther away, and then we we do whatever he was saying, and then he starts like, "Why, like you're doing it slow or something like that?" I'm like, like how does that apply to us? Like, I was about to say, who the mess? fuck? Like, I don't give a shit. You're a director, you know. Yeah. But like, don't fucking treat but me you like. Can't do yeah, that too. yeah, but no, but it's my like, Yeah, but the thing is, he's treating us like fucking nobodies. I'm like, uh, like I'm, animals, I'm not. A, yeah. I, yeah, but you know, like it's they have some little bit of respect, you know, like. I don't know. Like some of them, they have just a big ego. I guess yeah, that's what that it is. Was, that but... was the case of uh, ego, and uh, they never used us again. That production. Yeah, they never. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> SLB. Fuck them. <laughs> but anyways, no. But like, I understand the PA part. But like, it's just why don't you like just show us some respect, like a little bit? You know, like I didn't totally. treat you badly. Like I, I listened to what you said. I'm not gonna have an ego about it. But like, like you. But not all people are like that. No, I've that's been true. around productions where incredible or. You had a direct, which this case will never happen. Had a director call me to the video village. I was a PA. It's like, oh, what do you think of the shot? Oh, but that you was a, that, that was amazing. Never happen. That's cool. That was in the. Can we we can talk about it? No, it's, it's been, been out. Released. It's on uh, Amazon. Uh, and baby, baby, baby. It was like an independent movie. It had a whole bunch of uh, names, yeah. part of it too. And uh, but I don't, he, he's not even in the entertainment I industry think right he's now. He's in the tech industry. He might. He, uh, he's working for Microsoft, but he's uh, uh, written and directed words. He's also actor Brian Clark. Brian Clark, very nice guy. Huh. Like, yeah, I had yeah, a very yeah. pleasant experience with him. But the thing is, he he has a lot of good resources. I'm surprised he got out of the business. I don't know if he got out of the business. I know I know at the time he was working in the tech industry as well, and I don't know LA gets to people sometimes. I don't know if that was the case for that him. Might but, like, be it. it gets to a lot. Yeah, of people. yeah. yeah. That's why I'm honestly like uh, I'm very happy I live farther away. Like Simi Valley is like a, mm-hmm. it's like a suburb compared totally. to like and I work in LA, but I'm very happy in that sense because yeah, it's far. But when I get out of LA, I'm literally out of LA. Like I'm at peace. And then when I come back, it's like the craziness, the traffic, just the the people. I mean, I love people, but sometimes you get antisocial. You wanna. That's how I feel yeah. about living in the valley. I'm like. I'm I'm still in in LA, but yeah. I'm as f- on the outskirts of LA yes. to where if I need to just drive ten minutes north, I'm gone. I'm yeah, out of LA. I'm completely. I'm in the hills, and they, I don't have to deal with people. You know, as long yeah. as you're gone by two p.m., you escape the train. Yeah, otherwise, <laughs> you're just stuck there. But yours is probably not that bad. You said you the the studios in in the Hollywood right now. Yeah. So my commute down there is pretty thick. You know, it does take a while. It takes like forty minutes, forty-five minutes to an Ooh. hour, um, and that's right now during like you know December. So I'm assuming that it's going to get worse. worse you know, and then when it rains, it's like an hour it's and a even half. Worse. Yeah, it's like I could jog there faster. <laughs> oh know. yeah, auditions for me from Simi Valley. Like I went to an audition recently to uh, L.A. It took me like fifty-five minutes. I'm like, damn, that's uh, yeah. Not could, so could good. Could be worse, man. Yeah. <laughs> you don't you don't ride a motorcycle or anything like that. Nope. Oh. Why? I got my. Does it seem like he looks like that motorcycle? <laughs> no, I'm, I feel. I swear, like, I got a motorcycle license. I don't have a motorcycle yet, and I, the reason I did it was because uh, acting wise. So like you know, like even for a print job, sure. for like Harley, for example, to to be on a bike, you gotta have a license. Of course. So that's why I'm like, I got my license out, I passed, but I don't have a motorcycle. But then I'm like, every day driving that that the route I go, I'm like. It would be so much easier with a motorcycle. Totally. But. You'll be killed. Yes. Uh, I've seen the drivers, the car drivers, not motorcycle mm-hmm. riders. They do not look out for riders. Yeah. Not at all. Like, I, I me personally. they're not expecting them. Yeah. You and, know. And then some of these bikes that don't have loud exhausts, you got to have exhaust, man. You don't even, you don't even know. But I coming. caught myself, too. Like, I, I, I saw this motorcycle rider come back. Like, I did not hear him at all. Like, it could have been instant, you know? And. Mm. I don't know. It's, it's crazy. nuts. It's dangerous, and that's why there was, uh, there was a graphic, you know, a few years ago. I don't know if it's still the case, but they said fifty um, percent of motorcycle riders get into an accident within the first six months of riding. That's crazy. That's, that's a crazy it's, rate. It's scary. Yeah. Yeah. It that's is. What it is. But that's why I'm like, if I do get a motorcycle, I'm gonna limit myself to either city driving, not not like highway, sure, 
city driving and then do it like on a Sunday, for example, where it's a little bit more where everybody's coming out of church. Yeah, 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 exactly. They <laughs> might be a little nicer yeah, yeah. or courteous. Or, what are you going to do? Like right in front of the church? And but, the, but another yeah. thing for me, preference-wise, I don't like sport bikes too because I feel like with sport bikes, you're personally – like you feel like you're going to go faster than mm. you should. I like like the Harley-Davidson types where you're just cruising. The lowriders. Yes. Oh, man. Maybe it was the Sons of Anarchy show or the Mayan show mm. that kind of added to it, but uh, – do you watch? Do you watch those shows? Or oh, you, do you, watch you don't watch TV? TV, right? Or I watch limited a little bit? Yeah. yeah. Like I finally saw. I watched Breaking Bad earlier this year for the first time. In my the whole life. thing? Yeah. How oh, was that? What'd you think? That was great. I mean, I knew it would be because I mean, because Swellstead, our our old uh, screenwriting teacher, said that it was like the best written show on TV when it was like in its second or third season or whatever. Uh, so I always remember that. I was like, okay, I'll watch it one of these days, you know. And Did you binge watch it, like, nonstop? Yeah. I mean, not nonstop, but I'd watch, like, one or two episodes a night, okay. you know, when I'm winding down. It's kind of it's kind of like doing homework, you know. As filmmakers, you know, we, we have to. Like, yeah. I'm a writer that doesn't read books, you know, and I'm an actor that doesn't watch TV, <laughs> you know. Like, uh, you know, I'd rather just do it. But we we do have to kind of see what's out there and learn. Otherwise, you know we're doing things which is great but we might be doing it wrong yeah you know? sure i i catch myself like we watch a lot of like uh movies or tv shows where i probably regularly wouldn't be but i just want to watch it just to have an understanding or be in the mind state i think of uh what the characters are going through or or what the writer was thinking I, mm. and honestly w w what i noticed and my brother's actually caught that too when i watch movies for example or like tv shows I find myself catching a lot of plot points, and then I, I let's say the murder or whatever. Mm. I, I kind of see who it could be, and then I end up majority of the time being right, like just because I'm like, okay, what would make sense? Like if I was the writer or the creator of this, yeah, like, what would make more sense? And then I'm like, you know what, that route might be interesting, and it ends up being that route. You know, I'm like, it's, you catch the hints, yeah, in the story, uh, and a lot of the audience just enjoy the whole show, but like. Some miss those like little sure. pinpoints and knowing or those Easter eggs actually, they call them. Yeah, yeah. Sure. You, you said is it. it Easter eggs? It oh, is Easter eggs, I think, right? Easter eggs, yeah, when they have like a hidden little thing, that's, yeah. message or yeah, something behind it. That yeah. definitely makes the experience uh, greater. But not to say like you could uh, if you watch an action movie, you're just gonna watch an action movie. I don't know if there's gonna be any something. No, I, I think that's probably the only f the only type of movie where there it's just not act. That's what it is. Yeah. Even though I feel like it'd be really fun, like just to some of them I mean, there there are still some that are just so brilliantly written, but yeah, people don't go to see an action movie for the writing. They just go cuz they just want to have fun and yeah. they just want to like they want to see explosions or they exactly. want to see fight scenes, you know, and and then if it's really brilliantly written, they'll be like, "Cool, I'll watch it a second time too." Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, well, well, one thing I realized is uh as a writer, um you have to kind of uh, get a feel for the niche uh, for that year and i was talking to him yeah. about like look this year is going to be about time travel and future and there's so many movies and series out where it involves a traveler from something like on yeah. netflix there's a series there's a really good series and i feel like Traveler. this year was travelers like, i think yeah it's called yeah. travelers this year was like one of those years where they're making like more traveling and more. Uh, in time and that type of movies because they have their years where they have ghost movies or war movies and yeah. et cetera. But that's, that's true. it's always good if you're a writer to kind of find it and uh, have understanding of it. That way you write something that you could actually pitch and it'll be, I guess, right for that time. That's a good point. You might have to like predict it ahead of time yeah. though. Yeah. You know, you got to kind of guess like a year or two in advance. So you have the time to write it. Sure. That's interesting. I mean, who would have guessed that zombies would still be real? You know, because usually things last like two or three years, like the vampires and the werewolves. But zombies are hanging in there, man. It is, yeah. man. Walking. How many seasons? Because of Walking Dead. Dead I think. It is right. I really enjoyed that series. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I stopped watching the last season or the second one because they put so many ads and commercial breaks in between oh, really? where it got so yeah. long. I'm like, oh, it was too many commercials. Anymore. Honestly, like I remember at one point where it was a longer, but like. I know that's how they make their money, but like it felt like every five minutes there's another ad. I'm like, yeah, that's why I wait sometimes where it goes on Netflix or something like that, where I could just watch it straight, binge watch mm -hmm. the whole yeah. thing. But I mean, I mean, the commercial part, you as an actor, you gotta appreciate it. <laughs> sure, yeah, that's you true. definitely gotta appreciate that. So, 
But uh, Ryan, so um, current projects, uh, what do you have going on right now? Well, um, the one that's taken up all my time, but only you know for a short amount of time, is this current ABC show. Theoretically, I'm only doing that until the beginning or middle of January. Yeah. Um, I don't know if the company will ask me back for you know future projects or whatever. Um, I have a feeling they might. So, but that's been taken up like morning, noon, and night of all my time for the last month or so. Um, but before that and after that, I've got a couple music videos that I'll be producing for a band called The Sons of Kirk. Uh, fronted by a sci-fi actor known as Gary Graham. He was in Star Trek. He was in Alien Nation. He was in Robot Jocks. You know, he's kind of, he's a really cool dude. Um, and now he's got this cool rock band that's like a uh, sci-fi and Star Trek, you know, um, themed. Sounds so nice. Yeah. yeah, so that's a fun one. Um, also be pr- producing the next installment of a, uh, a futuristic action thriller called The Assassin's Apprentice. It was a short film that we did two years ago. It won a bunch of awards in the uh, in you know the millions of film festivals that are out there, the dime a dozen film festivals, you know. Um, so now we're going to be shooting the next one uh, in the first quarter of next. Is this year. a short again, or it's like a? Yeah, it'll be oh. a short again. Um, the EP has he's got like the scripts for a feature and actually like a trilogy of features. So what we're doing right now is just like the short films that are like uh, prequels kind of background to it until they can sell the, the big ones. Was that how uh, fifth pass passenger was formed? Or was it a short or was it just immediately a feature film that you actually were a part of? You know, um, I think it was always a feature. I didn't, I didn't uh, develop it. I came on as a co-producer later, you know, when, when we were going to go into pre-production, first when we were getting the financing. That's why I got brought on was for the financing. Um, but the Scott Baker and Morgan Lariya, they got together maybe two years prior, and Scott wanted to direct this, and Morgan wanted was going to act in it, and then they kind of co-wrote it. And so it was kind of their brainchild for like a year or two as they developed it. But I think it was always a feature. Okay. Did you? Uh, were you just a co-producer or did you act in that? I also movie? acted in it. It was actually wow. kind of like a signing bonus. Uh, <laughs> that's another bonus for actors out there. Um, actually, just to quickly segue into something that I think is important is the acting lifestyle is a terrible life. I mean, any successful actor out there Every time I've ever heard their advice, they always say the same thing. If there's anything else in the world that you can do that you would still be happy doing, do that. Because the, <laughs> you know, and they say it totally honestly because yeah. the acting lifestyle is such a terrible and horrible thing to try to go through. You know, because you're you're betting your life on a one in four thousand chance. Who does that? That's that's ridiculous. It's it's insanity and it's it's painful and it's stressful. Um, But what I found is one of the ways to kind of work around that is to maximize your opportunities. And if that means being a, a PA on set and then one of the and then at some point one of the directors says, hey, are you an actor, too? Great. We need you. We need this role or to be a producer. And then assign like for me, a, a signing bonus was that I they, they, it was already mostly cast. But they said, look, we'll we'll add in this character and we'll do this and whatever. And so you, you find ways to get acting gigs that's beyond like just regular auditions. A lot of times people just need an actor. And I know like when I'm producing something, sometimes I just need an actor, you know, and I've known a million actors. So I know who to call and I just start calling people. Or if there's somebody that happens to be Johnny on the spot on set, you know, be there, be the person that people want to hire and yeah. be available and be on their set and be You know, and sometimes you're working for free and sometimes you're working for peanuts and sometimes you hate your job, but it gets you other jobs, you know? Yeah, I agree. That's true. Like, that's where I'm at right now. I'm like, okay, I'm trying out acting. Of course, I'm serious, but my true passion is writing and directing. Mm. However, if I cannot get an acting job, the next movie I write, I'll have a position and I could be an independent filmmaker, but also may be an actor in that sense too, like you produce your own content that's where i'm at like i'm mm. i'm trying every avenue there is but uh that my i know i have a chance of doing it my own way if 
I don't get it in the audition room. You know, that's that's interesting. Uh, there's another professor we have at this school, uh, Dan Watanabe. Sure. Which I'm sure you guys know. And I remember when when I would show him a script, the first question he would always ask is he, he'd say, and which one of these characters is you? <laughs> and if I'd say, well, none of them, I'm just writing a script and just writing. He's like, nope, one of them needs to be you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm like, OK, I guess we that's a smart it. way to do no, it. Oh, for <laughs> sure. I, I, honestly. And then what other what better way I feel like you would portray the character when you know the full background literally mm-hmm. but uh that's what that's one of the reasons we did the podcast i feel like to help us it's like another avenue of our own content but also we're working on a couple of actually feature right now yeah i'm thinking of doing feature movies like low budget i've been researching well talking to desmond like tangerine was filmed on a cell phone yeah you wow. already have so many accessories and lenses or Simple thing that really doesn't cost a lot of money. And yeah. you could really make your feature film. You don't need to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. You just need a cast, people that are as dedicated a decent as story, you. I feel you like need, definitely. Uh, like you said, you definitely uh, need that. <laughs> yeah. You need important people around you that are willing to work and do it. It could be done. It's not always about money makes everything easier. Sure. But it's, the answer is not always money. Well, and, and you're right that like, writing a good script doesn't cost money. Everything else does, but the one thing that you don't need money for it to be good is a script and a yeah. story. So that's, I think that's really key because that is something that we yeah. can control. 100%. Yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to do that right now. We want to do the, the we've never done feature. We, we were actually part of our short we did, remember, years ago, uh, <laughs> which was a hilarious... No. Oh yeah. Oh, you did willpower too, actually. Yeah, I no, didn't direct that. I was on the right. part of the willpower, but the the sleepy yeah, you didn't fit in the cast. Yeah. yeah, We still want to make that into a feature, by the way, Ryan. You that should. one, That's I fun. swear, man. That one. It's a complicated story, but we want to make that into a feature. But like your scene in that, filming it was, I feel like hard for me because you were hilarious in that, man. Like I couldn't keep a straight face. I like, don't remember what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, you were like just improving the whole scene. Yeah. But like. uh in the camera, it looks like you're just like fighting with your wife, but yeah. your, you were just saying like funny your comments. Speech, your speech <laughs> oh, wasn't recorded because it was uh, we're shooting, and I was gonna dub some sound, uh, sound mm-hmm. effects. Yeah, but uh, the stuff you're saying was definitely. Ooh, I was hilarious. like crying. Everything man, was, was MOS, so I was, <laughs> what I was saying wasn't fitting. What yeah, we're exactly. Saying. You look like you're just telling her off, but you're just saying some funny stuff. <laughs> like, I was, I couldn't hold it yeah. in, man. It was hilarious. But that one, I swear, like that sleeping puppet, I. I came up with the concept kind of when we were living in Ohio, if I it remember. It was the good. first script I started, and uh, the scary thing is I, I'm still developing scenes in my head. You guys don't seem like Ohio kids to me. No, man. I, I, lived, I lived there for a year, but yeah. I, you know what I liked about it? People were nice. I That's wish cool. people in L.A. were like that. Like Everyone was we nice. We felt so out of place. I went – okay, so I'm driving. I'm, I stop at a stop sign. I've never seen anybody just be like wave and like and wave you. Going. So funny. People actually ask you how are you doing, but like they look at you like they actually want to hear you. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, where am I? You know, like I don't. Twilight Zone. That's yeah. another thing I've noticed with the the current job I'm doing is like I said, I'm just making cold calls to people all over the country, and I'm just like, my God, some of these people are so freaking nice, and I and my only regret is I never get to meet them. I'm like, some of these people. I'm like, why are you so nice to a stranger? Yeah, exactly. Why come to LA? We need more of this. We need <laughs> oh, more yeah. of these good genes in LA, this, you know. But yeah, it's people around the country. They're unbelievably nice. It's just, I think maybe it's just like a big city syndrome where people just are less nice. I don't know if it's yeah. just LA. Maybe it's all big cities. But like when you start just, you know, venturing out into Ohio or you know Kentucky or Minnesota yeah. or whatever, you start noticing everybody's. Everybody's nice. Nice. They, they, they're not in a rush. That's another thing over there I noticed. Nobody was in a rush. Over here? That would drive me crazy, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I swear. We were the only crazy we were the only in Ohio, guys. I guess. <laughs> that's funny. But, like, that's the stuff you catch and notice. You're like, you. F- I felt way more at peace over there. Oh, yeah. But uh, when you're used to this lifestyle, it's hard, man. That's one of the reasons. And then be, trying to be in the entertainment industry it, you Impossible. can't. You yeah. can't. You really got to be here. You really. And then that's why I, I lasted for eight months. He lasted for a year. At, uh, going back to screenwriting, uh, when I had that yeah. idea for Sleeping Puppet, the original idea, uh, we had a 35 page thing, which we thought was a script. So uh, 
And of course, all the agents and literary agents, they're uh, most of them, they don't, actually, all of them, they don't take unsolicited material yeah, or mm. uh, you would need a referral. But there is a way in. I called up so many literary agents, I actually had one to say, you know what, send it in. I sent the synopsis, they were yeah. interested. I sent the script, and that pretty much blew the deal. Yeah. That <laughs> wasn't ready. Yeah. But there, it's all about persistence. You just have to keep at it, and it'll happen. No, for sure. But like, uh, going back at it, the that sleeping puppet one, like our ultimate goal was to make like a very kind of a twisted thriller out of it, like mm. uh, to make a thriller out of it. But uh, the story is so complex, and the characters, like that's why we we I'm keep write changing it around. Like, I'm gonna actually. I'm actually gonna write a novel and take that route and see uh, what I could do with that. Cause like, out of that one idea, I probably developed uh, three different. Books. Like even the thriller we want to so do now. So that's why I kinda. feel like to do one film won't do it justice. Yeah. So I I didn't set it on like the back burner, but uh, I'm basically developing as I go, and eventually I will finish that idea. Done with the <laughs> puppet and all that stuff. I want to ask you. Uh, you of course you worked on Fifth Passenger, and uh, you worked with Doug Jones. Yeah. Who was uh, I actually brought him on because he's a good oh, friend of mine. Yeah. Nice. And he seems like he's such a talented. I talked to uh, a couple of actors too. in classes that that's worked with Doug Jones. That everybody, I haven't heard. They're like he's the nicest. You'll never person. hear anybody yeah. say a bad thing. They're about like him. he's the nicest and down earth. And but the thing is, he's done a lot of big Shape projects, of water. man. He's done a lot of big yeah, projects. He's huge. I mean, yeah, Shape of Water. He's in the new Star Trek right now. Um, you know, he was in Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. Abe Sapien in Hellboy. He that's was true. Silver Surfer. I mean, oh, he was a Silver he, Surfer. Yeah, too. he was oh, Silver Surfer. Know. Like he's just, he's in every. I mean, apparently he got his first big break. I only found this out recently. Um, as the the Mac Tonight Moon guy in those old McDonald's commercials from like twenty years ago. Wow, if you remember those, like a, a Moon guy that was like dancing around playing the piano. That was him. <laughs> that was his first break. But he does like he does mostly like characters like that, yeah. right? Like he, he does, it's rare you would actually see him as himself, like showing always, his face. Yeah. yeah. But that's so cool. And is he a part of the, the Space Command that you guys are working on, too? Or? Yeah, that's where I met him, in fact. Um, and we get to see his glorious face in that, too. It's very expressive. Um, that's what makes him a good character actor is through all the makeup that he can still emote through, like, full body and full face makeup. But then without the makeup, you actually see even more. It's like he's got these really powerful eyes. I remember when I, I worked with him the first day I worked with him on Space Command. I had no idea who he was. But I was like helping him. I was helping him and Rob Ricardo doing this this scene. I was doing like the third person uh, in the scene kind of thing. And um, you know, after it was done, I was just kind of like told Doug. I was like, you know, you're actually really good. Like, I was like, your eyes help. And and of course, he he always kind of gave me a look like, no shit. You know what, you know? <laughs> but he's like, wow, thanks very much. And I was like, you know, I think this guy's going places. You know, <laughs> he's gonna make it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no. It turns out he, you know. He's already made it. It's a pretty big deal. <laughs> but he's such a nice guy that he didn't like give you that oh shit, no shit response. He actually was yeah. humble and said he's the nicest person on every set that he's on. That's, that's incredible. That's, that's very important for yeah, all man. the aspiring writers, actors, or anything. You have to be humble. You have to be nice. And a director, you have to be nice. Don't yeah. get a shit. Don't piss off your PA. Damn it, man. I swear. I'll no comment on that. No comment. <laughs> but like in general. Well, that's a private production company. So like they're they're. There, I don't see him like big scale doing features. Uh, no, definitely Cause not. Because the usually the commercial companies, what they do is they have set people they work with. So of course you do have like big crews like Adam Sandler when he does his movies, he uses his friends and all this. Sure, or, yeah. you always see the same guys. Yeah, it's, it's always the cool same group of people. Close, yeah. yeah. So you do have those occasions, but like commercial companies like that, I, I don't see him doing like big scale like feature no. films and being successful. Any acting wise besides the Skip Space Command, the new one that you guys are gonna film, mm -hmm. uh, do you have any anything else you're working on? Or let me see. As far as acting, well, I'm going to be acting also in that Assassin's Apprentice film that yeah. I mentioned. Uh, the executive producer and writer said that that was definitely one of the one of the main roles was for me. Nice. Um, so that's cool. I'll be enjoying that. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Let me think. Do I have anything else? You know what I remember, Ryan? Uh, you had this incredible script, uh, uh, the wrestling or uh, some yeah, type of... Uh, yeah, that's, a, that's uh, a good one. Apocalypse. Uh, you know, I still need to 
do one final fine tune on that before I try to to shop. Is that a feature or like? Yeah, it's a feature. That was incredible. I remember reading those scenes. I'm not gonna give it away. Yeah, you don't want people to steal ideas. Yeah, that's the thing. I want to finish it and sell it, and then we could talk about it. But but like, but I appreciate you uh, saying that because I I personally really fucking like it. I'm like, there's something here. It's really there. There is something there, and it needs it needs one or two more pass throughs for me to, you know, and I haven't had the time to do that. That's one of the things I was hoping to do this month, but I ended up getting too busy, but I've, I like it a lot, man. I can't, I, I can't help it. Sometimes no, you write sure. crap and sometimes you go, you know, there's something there. That was incredible. You know? Like it's been how many years, uh, um, like from that course uh, we took, but mm-hmm. I still remember it. I haven't forgot oh, about cool. it. I'm glad it's, you liked it, man. It was, uh, definitely fun. It's a unique, I'm sure it's, it's, it's unique we in its way. Share no, 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 no. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt like it. I feel like it has its own voice. That's cool. And I mean, it's kind of like an action thriller. And so those things usually people think that they're just kind of you know watered down or dumbed yeah. down. But the, you know, for me, like those characters are real characters, and there's depth to it, and there's a real story, and there's actual heart there. You know, and don't yeah. let like all the the explosions and the fluff around it fool you. There's there's an actual story here that's important. You know, and it's sure. like. You know, and that's the kind of stuff that as writers that we we fall in love with. We're yeah. like, oh man, I love this character so much. You know, did you did you write a character for yourself? <laughs> uh, you know, that was the actually that was the script that I did the quote from Dan Watson. Oh. He, said, he said, and which character are you in this? And I was like, there is no. I'm just writing a story. You know, <laughs> I don't have like a motive. I just wanted to write a story. Yeah, yeah. But but now yeah, there are actually two roles in there that I could play. The one that he said I should do yeah. is I was like, Yeah, maybe, but I'd rather do this other this one. the other one. I was like, nice. Yeah, I'd rather be the bad guy. Definitely do that, Ryan. I that I feel like the other other thing is when it's your own project, like you get a sense of fulfillment out of it too, in a way. Like mm. but I, I wish you could like again sell write it, sell it, and it gets made and it gets made like the right way. I feel like th- th- those are very important keys because, like, once it could get made, but if it's not made the right way, it might not have the same effect. Well, that totally. all depends because uh, a, even a lot of directors that are uh, known working, uh, they don't have the final uh, say in the film. The only way you have final say uh, is if you're doing an independent project on mm-hmm. your own. Or if you do you sell, sell it, like you have the final, you, no, you don't. the final cut, I guess? Or? No, you don't. If you sell your script, the studio could technically change stuff around. To oh, yeah. Once it's sold, you have that's it. Yeah. Done. You've but sold still, it. though, even though like to, to, to sell something, that would be a great achievement. Oh, of course. And, yeah. then, and, then, and then from there, you, you kind of make a name for yourself. Then like the, your next project it would be a lot easier. Hopefully Definitely. you could ask for a lot more money. <laughs> well, Ryan nice. already made a name for himself with the sci-fi movies he's doing, and oh. uh, I don't Ryan like because I'm I'm your I'm a Facebook friend of yours, and I yeah. see all the projects you work on. I'm like, wow, man, like you're I'm I'm very happy for you that you're and with no, I, that's why I asked you the representation question part because I know like you didn't have it. I'm like, I'm like I'm very happy that you could do projects and like you get the jobs yourself. Like you don't mm. have to rely on anybody. Like submitting you or anything like that even your under five sorry under the five lines you've done stuff like that like you've pretty much submitted yourself like that's amazing mm-hmm. well one of the things and thanks very much no by problem. the way um one of the things is that i've kind of found you know there, there are a few you know things that i do uh kind of tricks or words of wisdom one is obviously like you know, when you're, when you get a job, do, you know, do it to the best of your ability because then you will get three more jobs from it. Yeah. But also I found there are certain things, certain communities that we should um, use to our advantage. And the reason I say that is, for example, I'm a big Star Trek fan. I'm a big sci-fi dork. So rather than have that, okay, cool, here's my work life and here's my play life. Yeah. I'm using that to my advantage in that that sci-fi community is very supportive. And so if I do sci-fi movies, they will support it financially or with clicks or with shares and views. And and they will help each other out. And if I'm friends with a bunch of Star Trek actors, hey, those are those are still big name actors. Those are still people out there. And then I've got those connections to cast actual name actors in my movies because of my fandom. 
Also, for example, like I'm big into animal rights. So there's a lot of celebrities that are also into big, an, it, that are also big into animal rights. Yeah. And so they, they want to help each other. They <laughs> want to help their so own. I'm so sorry. You know why I'm laughing? Yeah. Uh, I'm the, developing this new script. It has to do animal don't rights. Don't say anymore, but it, it involves the thriller. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, no, it's actually for animal four, rights. Four. Yeah. But, uh, we won't it's get it. So, so what I was going to say yeah. is, so like for you guys, you guys are Armenian. So yeah. there's, I'm sure there are a ton of great Armenian filmmakers out there. there That's yeah. a community that you can use. Uh, like uh, one of my friends, uh, Prince, uh, his name Prince Bagdasarian. He lives up in Silmar. Yeah. Uh, he was our editor and co-producer on Fifth Passenger. Um, he's Armenian and, you know, he's got all those, you know, Armenian connections as well. And so what I'm saying is for people that are out there, like, combine that stuff. Don't think, look, I'm just an actor out on my own on an island trying to figure it out. What are your, what are your interests? Maybe you're, maybe you've got a ton of friends that are basketball, play, NBA stars. Well, some of those NBA stars have always dreamt of being producers. See if you can work things together. You know, some people are, you know, big into, I don't know, surfing. Well, if you meet, you know, your surfing community, there's Keanu Reeves or something saying, whoa, every day, you know, <laughs> like maybe that there's an in there, you know, yeah. like use, use Yo, your community. Resources. Yeah. I agree. Oh, definitely a good one. No, for sure. But that, that part of it, I feel like uh, it's like the Bill Murray type of way too. Like well, he, he submits himself, but come on, he's Bill Murray. Like yeah, could, but no, but like yeah. Bill. Okay, he's Bill Murray, but he started somewhere too. You know, and and I'm it, sure he had agents when he first. No, I don't think he did. Actually, a lot of the gigs, I I think I I think I did some research on him before, but they would go through channels like to try to find him and reach him for gigs. But really? he also yeah. probably doesn't go to audition for a role. No, he's like, oh, Bill Murray, you got this, man. Yeah. Just yeah. answer your phone. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, Bill Murray, at this point, people write scripts for 100%. him in hopes of getting him. 100%. You know? That Space Command, Space Command that we're talking about, uh, is, is it going to be uh, filming soon? or? Yeah, well, they've already shot, um, and in that one, I'm just acting in it. Uh, and we've already shot the entirety of the first movie. And they're about they've they've done post production fully on the first hour, and now they're doing the second hour post production, and we've shot about a third of the second movie, the second two hours as well. So is that it in L.A. when you shoot? Yeah. Or, nice. It's in L.A. So there's a lot more to be done, you know, to finish post production in the second hour and to then shoot uh, the the subsequent episodes. I don't know when they're planning on shooting uh, the next episodes. I know the uh, the writer and director, Mark Zakree, is very antsy to get out and finish shooting those things. Yeah. But, of course, financing is always slowing things down. But it should be soon because that's what he wants. Do you know He's how they're hurry. planning on uh, releasing it? Is it going to be like streaming or... You know, I don't know because it really just boils down to, you know, if somebody buys it. I know uh. he's always actively shopping it very, very actively. But he's a very known writer he wrote for star trek he wrote for babylon 5 wow. he wrote for sliders he you know he-man smurfs wow like he's he's That's been all over the place for decades so he's out shopping it to his friends um and hoping that it'll get picked up nice no that's really cool uh we were talking about earlier one of my uh friends uh class classmates from my acting school uh Kostori, she was uh, i yeah. think one of the characters or i'm not sure it, she she has now been added by mark to be an actor in the the second or third movie oh, two see. hours yeah so she, her her role is coming up that's wow. it's a good like you said it's a good community to be a part of because it could lead to way more it's other very projects. important to have yeah. support that's the major thing because like you could be doing you could be doing a simple thing that's so great and if you don't have the support it doesn't mean exactly anything. not even that it might not get off the ground like, yeah. without the support yeah, you know uh, support is very important in everything and I feel like uh, you just have to network and uh, find the right people around get the right people around you and get that support that's the only way you're gonna be able to function and uh, make it on that capacity yeah everybody's got a community or two or three or four. And they may not realize it, but like, you know, maybe maybe people do ballet and they have talk to your ballet friends, you know, talk to, you know, your hippie tree hugging friends, <laughs> you know, talk to whatever, whatever you do outside of work. That's where your community is. And that community is going to help you no matter what, because then there's no longer that line of 
successful actor and aspiring actor yeah. of director and PA. Suddenly you're just all people that like to go bird watching or you're just all people that like to, you know, draw with watercolors or something yeah, like that. Yeah, when yeah. you find that community, you'll realize everybody's an equal in that community. That's true. And that's where you'll get a producer to help a PA. That's where you'll get a successful actor to help uh, a soon to be successful actor. 2019 goals, find your community. 100%. Yeah. That's yeah. a that's a good one though, for for sure. I mean, and it could lead to a lot of things, a lot of opportunities hopefully. Mm -hmm. And just be a good person, I guess. Don't be bad to anybody, you know. Just Treat everybody the same way you want to be yeah, treated. Yeah, we're all humans, so just yeah. be nice. Just be human. That's the one. Yeah, That's go bird key. watching. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I, and I love birds. I oh, really, really love I'm a fanatic of birds. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, but uh, uh, one question I wanted to ask, Ryan, before you say, um, so tra like training-wise, did you do a lot of classes that, as an actor did it, that prepared you? Besides or, theater, or, of course. Yeah, the, the theater aside. But, uh, or did you, was it more like uh, just acting in general? For me, yeah, it was more of learning by doing mm -hmm. um, in that, I mean, I didn't, you know, get on some big blockbuster film as yeah. my first acting gig or my third acting gig. You know, you do like a little bit, bit by bit. First, you know, I was in somebody's, you know, theater production. Then I was the lead in a, in a short play. Then I was in a, a few short films, you know, so... You know, those to me were like taking classes because you're learning as you go. Now, of course, I was taking class. I was taking theater classes and I yeah. was taking uh, film classes later on. And I did some acting workshops after that as well. So I definitely was taking those classes. But then you also, you know, you got to you got to balance it with doing, you know, you got to balance it with, you know, take that short film, take that that theater production do you know take that background acting uh if you if you need to or that yeah. under five or whatever it is and just kind of work your way up because you'll always learn something hopefully you'll learn while you're doing rather than yeah. after because then it's too late you know <laughs> yeah, exactly you're 60 years old you're like yeah well even then it's not too late like i that um black panther movie mm -hmm. uh one of the main actors, uh, Michael the council Jordan? members. No, <laughs> sixty oh. years old. No, oh, no. no. This is one of, she's a lady. I I believe she's like in her seventies or eighties. Wow. And that's her first acting gig. That's for incredible. Um, yeah. The thing that's they were talking about that thing like it's never too late. I mm -hmm. guess in a sense, but like yeah, you never know. You could be literally seventy or eighty years old and get like a major gig on a major like big blockbuster movie yeah there are a lot of people that kind of started later like uh like morgan freeman's one of those people yeah like he was i don't think he got his first major you know big thing until he was in his mid 40s uh billy bob thornton um you know it was until he made his own success by writing and, and directing sling blade and starring in it because he cast himself um i don't know how old he was but he looked to be easily 40 yeah uh he was also in um tombstone before that it was kind of a small role where I remember him do you remember the line where he says are you going to do something or are you just going to stand there and bleed he was talking to billy bob thornton that's the guy that he slapped but oh, anyway wow. so yeah there are a lot of people that they don't get that big break until much later so yeah. it sometimes it just depends maybe your time isn't to be the 22 year old beach bod maybe they're <laughs> maybe they're looking for a character actor in their 40s or 50s sometimes you know I agree. It's That's a matter true. of uh, not giving up if you're really consistent. Uh, just just keep at it. I feel like mm -hmm. yeah, that's what I'm doing. Like I haven't acting wise, honestly, like I've gone out a lot. I've done auditions, but like it's hard, man. It's it's hard. Like to book, but like as you say, like just community. I I think I'm gonna try to focus on that more right now. Yeah, I mean, like for example, like I said, you know, you guys are Armenians. Uh, there are more Armenians in in LA than anywhere in the world outside of Armenia. Yeah. So that's a big one. And it's a very tightly knit community. I mean, there are a lot of communities that are tightly knit, like Armenians, uh, Jewish people are also very tightly knit. Um, you know, use that to your advantage. You guys, you guys help each other out and that's a beautiful thing. And everybody should be helping each other out, but sometimes certain people help other certain people out more and you need to take advantage of that. Like, if there's a big Ar Armenian community out there trying to help you, let them. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. Armenian community, bring us some money. <laughs> I mean, we need some investors. They'll help. They'll help you if they'll help you if they can. Oh, it's, no, it's, that's it's true. a beautiful thing to see from the for outside. Sure. This was incredible, uh, Ryan. I want to thank you for coming to the show. Oh, my pleasure. Before we turn it off, Ryan, what's uh, the best way people could reach you or see what you're working on? Um, honestly, you could just. I hate to say it, you could just Google me and, you know, my social media will pop up. Just Google my name, Ryan Husk or Ryan T. Husk. And, you know, you know, my Facebook, my Twitter. Are you pretty active everything. on social media or not as much as I should? Um, I run social media for other productions a lot. So I spend so much time doing that that yeah. a lot of times I don't. You, 2019 you know, goals, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't promote myself as much as I should. I hope you finish that that uh, feature you're working on. Though. That I sounds so very too. interesting, Thanks. man. Yeah, I just need to tighten it up a tiny bit. Thank Thanks. you for joining us. It was uh, incredible having you. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks very and we much, hope guys. to have you in the future again with the uh, newer projects you're working on. For yeah, sure. I'm looking forward to it. It's a good time. Thank Definitely you. will. Thank you, guys. Well, good night, everybody. Thank you very much. And by uh, by this uh, episode release, I just want to say uh, I hope you everyone had a happy holidays and uh, be yeah, safe. Thank you for listening. Please comment. Uh, what any questions or concerns or yeah, anything? Email hit, us. Hit that like button or subscribe. Uh, yes, yeah, subscribe. Listen, we need like fifty million listeners. <laughs> well, anyways, um, uh, thank you and uh, have we a nice day. We appreciate you.